The Soul and Success Podcast is a show for women in marketing that explores how to unlock a profitable, aligned, and easy-to-manage business that propels your executive brand and gives you the freedom and kind of lifestyle you've always envisioned for you and your loved ones. Join Emily Roman, a fractional marketing leader in the tech startup community who has generated over $85 million in revenue for her clients and learn from the best in the game. Hey there, welcome to the Soul and Success Podcast. My name is Emily Roman and uh, welcome back. So today's episode is going to be a little bit of a uh, rant. Uh, We are going to be talking about follow-ups. Um, and also like sometimes a little bit of self-entitlement that comes from, uh, running a business and some of the mistakes that come from, uh, listening to the wrong advice, uh, when it comes to sales and things of that nature. So really this is, this is going to be an episode that is going to hopefully help you increase your revenue and also increase the chances or the odds for you to close more deals in your business. Um, so with that being said, let's get started. Um, one of the first things that I've noticed, uh, as, as I've been mentoring and really looking at the information that's out there for you ladies and, and really like understanding where the education is coming from, what's being said, um, collectively. Right. Um, and in summary, there's this, there's this sense of self-entitlement that's going around of like, you know, um, for example, there's a lot of coaches or business mentors that really throw rocks at, uh, cold pitching, right? Like whether that's doing cold emails, whether that's, you know, hopping on the DMS, whether that's doing phone calls for some reason, that seems like such a taboo conversation, um, in the online space. And you've probably heard of it and you probably, um, really, uh, I don't know, like connect with it. Like, you know, you're like, yes, I agree with it. It it feels so uncomfortable and so icky to like go out there and send a little DM to somebody that you don't even know or et cetera, et cetera. Like that's horrible. And then there's people out there that really like throw rocks at it. And I laugh because when you look at enterprise level work and like, you know, I I don't mean to say this in the wrong way, but it's going to sound wrong. When you look at legit businesses, true businesses, there are so many different areas that you have to like really strategize for and, and build out, right? Like you have, uh, you know, foundationally, you're looking at product development, product research, understanding really what you're selling and who you're selling it to. Then you have, you know, marketing, advertising, you have PR, you have operations, you have sales. Um, and underneath sales, you have a sales enablement, you have also like the revenue generation um, efforts, right? So then you might have like, um, rev ops and like, you have all these different moving pieces when it comes to like legit businesses. And what makes me laugh about this, this mindset of like, oh, yuck, cold outreach is that when you get to the point where you're like dealing with not seven figures, but like eight figures, right? Like eight figure companies, cold outreach is like 
essential for the success of these businesses, right? Like you are expected, like when you go in as a sales leader, as a marketing leader, you are expected to know what ABM is, account-based marketing is, what uh, cold email outreach is, what uh, BDRs, business development representatives are, you know, BDRs and like SDRs, like all of these different sales development representatives, all these different uh, roles and techniques and strategies are that are typically like super iffy and icky and tabooish when it comes to the online space. And one of the things that I realize is, is that the reason why that happens, the reason why you think it's uncomfortable, why you think it's icky, why you actually want to believe wholeheartedly that you don't have to do those things in order to build a business is because it is uncomfortable to put yourself out there in a certain light. Now, it could be, there could be a couple of reasons why you're uncomfortable. Number one, it could be, it's just that your nature is to kind of be an introvert and like, God forbid, you're out there talking to strangers. I feel you, girl, because I'm an introvert too. And I really don't like to put myself out there that way. Uh, number two, it could be that you have imposter syndrome and it, it, it could be that you feel like, yes, you are a social media manager or a marketer in whatever area that you thrive in. And you might feel like you don't quite believe that you can actually do the things that you say that you do. And most of the time, I believe it comes down to that, that somewhere inside of you, you feel like you you are battling against imposter syndrome and therefore actually going out there and claiming things like actually talking to strangers and claiming that you are what you say you are feels extremely uncomfortable, right? Like you rather hide behind a reel, a TikTok, a cute little very generic cookie cutter post on Instagram outlining some very, you know, 101-ish content, like, you know, the five tips that you need to know in order to grow your Instagram account. Number one, optimize your bio. And number two, make sure that you do hashtag research, whatever that means, right? So like very cookie cutter content, you'd rather hide behind that, behind your Canva profile (laughs) account and do the little tweaks on your Canva post and like post that thing. And like, then you rather just do some, you know, throw some lies on Facebook groups and like post something here and there and hide behind those, those actions than actually Perk up your chest and put yourself out there and say, yes, this is what I do. And I'm not a woo-woo mindset person per se, although to be honest with you guys, I was playing around with ChatGPT a couple of days ago and like, you know, I, I'm, I've been training it to really understand what I do and what I what I believe in in, in terms of business. And it said that I'm like, I'm really heavy on mindset. So maybe there's something to be said about that. Maybe I think it's not mindset, but it is just a way, a different way or approach to mindset that I have where it's like tough luck, right? Like it is what it is. Like you have to, like if, if, if you are uncomfortable with selling, if you're uncomfortable with cold outreach, if you're uncomfortable with making mistakes, if you're uncomfortable with like, you know, just throwing yourself on the frying in the frying pan, like are you really 
serious about running a business because I'm going to tell you right now that running a business is going to stretch you and is going to change you almost every single month. Like who I am today is definitely not who I was yesterday, okay? Because yesterday, a couple of things happened and I had to rearrange and really rearrange who I am in order for me to meet the challenges that are coming my way right and and that and I'm okay with that like I subscribe to this and I I claimed it and I'm like I'm here for the fight you know like get let's get punched in the face seriously like this is how how business really is if you want to run business at the enterprise corporate level right like I'm not talking to the people that want to sit back and be all cutesy dootsy and the you know playing Instagram content and you know playing the game of like I am I am a marketer, quote unquote, but I'm also like an influencer and like, I don't need to, no, 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 no. If you want to run a business and you want to have sustainability and stability in your business, you have to fight like a warrior for those things, okay? Because making 10000 15000 20000 even making $50,000 a month is easy, okay? The hard part is, is, consistently making that amount of money every single month and in order for you to go from making 10 to fifty thousand dollars a month one month and then rearranging your business and shifting your business in a way that you're like no i make fifty thousand dollars a month every single month okay it requires a certain level of mindset and a certain level a certain type of transformation and it's the willingness to do the difficult things the hard things the monotonous things the boring things the things that don't seem to actually generate uh excitement to you that those are the things that are going to actually move the needle for your business and a lot of people are uncomfortable for, with that and so what happens is, is that you have these experts running rampant, right? Like these overnight celebrities, overnight experts running rampant and actually taking advantage of your discomfort and actually using it to market something that is actually unrealistic and is no, not going to benefit you in the long term. Telling you that it's that, yes, there is a another way to make this more comfortable for you like you don't have to like knock on doors and you don't have to create your own opportunities that's babying the that that's allowing you like that's literally enabling your you you wanting to be on your comfort zone all the time and so going back to foundationally what eight figure and above companies do it's like you have to knock on doors Okay, like you have to knock on doors, you have to create opportunities for your business. Again, especially if your main goal, like, and this is like, this is probably like another podcast episode. There is a difference between running a business or having the goal, like the short term goal of like, I want to hit five figures. I'm like, I want to hit a five figure month. Right? Because all your all your career as a business owner, you've the top the, the most that you've made is let's say seven thousand dollars, right? Okay, that's great. You have a great goal. Okay, let's hit that 10 grand, 10 grand right? Good. You surpassed that. Now what? Are you, do you have ten thousand dollars next month coming in? Or is it a one-off thing? Like, do you are you building again that sustainability and that long-term game? Are you playing long-term or are you playing short-term, right? 
Is it is it is it like you're trying to feel good tonight because you and, and you know because you're you you feeling discomfort and you if you if like if you got like that fifteen thousand dollars in your pocket today, you can pay your, your bills, your past due bills. But then what's gonna happen next month, right? Do you have a marketing budget? Do you have an operational budget? Do you have a savings account in your personal life? Um, if you were to go into the enterprise level stuff today and, you know, because it happens and you you don't do what you said you were supposed to do, do you have the money in your bank right now to be able to support a refund, a five-figure refund on your account or a chargeback, Right. That, those are the things that you need to start thinking about. You need to start thinking like an actual business owner. And being a business owner requires that you do the difficult things of like, for example, showing a start, showing up a certain way. And it might require that you do do the DMs. It might require that you do cold email outreach. It might require that you do phone calls and, you know, network. And man, like, God knows how much I hate networking, like literally going in person to conventions and like events. Like I dislike that so much because I feel like when I go in there, like I feel like all these people are literally draining my energy. And that's I think that that's just me, my introvert side, just like freaking out. But the reality of the matter is, is that when I have gone to network events, networking events, I have come out with like six-figure partnerships, right? I've come out with long lifetime, you know, relationships that, you know, if I needed something from them, they're going to, you know, support me, they're going to have my back, etc, etc, etc. So it's important that you put yourself out there. And one of the things that I realized as I've, I, as I've been mentoring too, is that you guys don't do follow-ups. You guys don't do follow-ups. Okay, so like, you know, you see an opportunity, you 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 go for it. Great, you know, high five. You did the thing, right? You actually put yourself out there. But then what happened to the follow-up? Do you have do you schedule your follow-ups? Do are you relentless, right? Like that's like a beautiful word for for you know, maybe like I like you know, some people have like yearly words like that is a word that you should be in your vocabulary at all times, in your mind at all times. I am relentless. I am relentless. I am relentless because it is what is required in business for you to actually succeed. And a lot of times we forget to do follow-ups. A lot of times we forget that that we need to be relentless until that person says no, F off or forget you or stop bothering me. You need to continue to follow up. And that's one thing too that like some people can't tolerate that. Oh, I hate. What if somebody feels like I'm annoying? Or oh my gosh, what if I make a mistake, a grammar, a grammar, like a, a grammatical mistake on 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 my emails? Or oh my gosh, I messed up on this thing. Stop being a perfectionist and just do the thing, right? Because you never know what's gonna happen on the other side, and you learned your lesson. Right, you have no idea how many mistakes I've done or I do on a consistent basis. Am I going to sit there and, <clears throat> you know, be sad over the fact that I made a mistake? No. And here's another thing. If somebody decides that I am not a good fit because I made a grammatical or grammar, a grammatical error on an email, I don't want to work with them anyways. What are you? Like, you're not, you, you're not perfect either. 
I want to work with a leader who actually is a human being first and is a good leader, is a leader that has grace. It's a leader that expects mistakes to happen, but it's obviously it's my part and on my end, I need to make sure that I'm accountable for my mistakes and that I actually learn from them and that I am happy to take a punch in the face and be like, oh snaps, like that actually hurt. But what do I do in order for me to avoid this going forward? How can I mitigate, you know, this from happening again, right? That is the self-accountability like element to all of this. But at the same time, if somebody's going to judge me for a little bit, a little mistake on an email or a little mistake on a DM or whatever, I don't want to work with them and I will keep it moving and I will continue to, you know, hammer at the path forward until a new opportunity rises because opportunities happen all the time. Like literally opportunities come and go right? They do. And the problem is, is that most of you guys are just sitting there on the sidelines, allowing opportunities to literally pass you by, not through you, right? And so it's really important that you, that you, and again, again, I'm really not the softie here. It's really important that you jump on the path, jump on that road and let things get through to you, right? Like whether it's a rock, whether it's a an, an amazing opportunity, whether it's a lesson that needs to be learned the hard way, or whether it's a lesson that is going to be learned through maybe you actually deciding that you're going to go for the coaching program, actually deciding that you're going to get a mentor that is going to whip you into shape, right? Or actually going to the gym, right? Like, oh gosh, the gym, I hate going to the gym. I hate, it's going to hurt. It's going to suck. It's going to do this. It's going to do that. But the fact is, is that when you jump into that and actually move forward with it, you know, you have to be willing to get into the pain, right? Like, you know, be willing to feel it. Be willing to feel it, feel it because on the other side of it are actual results that move you forward. It might not be at the speed that you want it to. It might not be the size of opportunity that you're looking for, but you are one step further than you were as if, you know, versus being on the sidelines and seeing all these opportunities flying by and you just continuously sitting there in fear and hoping or, or, imagining because some of you imagine that there is this mad there's this unrealistic world out there where follow-ups cold email outreach cold outreach pitching dming and all that stuff is not necessary for you to grow your business are you kidding me are you kidding me okay but here's another thing so let's say that you actually don't like it like you don't like doing that stuff no problem some people are like that and some people are not going to be the best fit for that i am a firm believer of actually staying in your zone of genius right so the zone of genius for me is marketing and sales i love that stuff with a passion what I'm not good at is content creation and like content creation across, you know, creating courses all the way to publishing, you know, like creating content for my brand. So what do I do? First, I learn how to do it. First, I get into the the the, the painful side. I, I let the pain come through me. Like I step into it and I face it. Okay. Ooh, this content creation stuff sucks. 
I took 13 months to build the, you know, the rough draft for my beta group coaching program. And it's out there, it's doing really well, and it's organized, and I'm happy with it. Do I feel like it could be better? For sure. Am I going to continue to hammer at it? Yes. But now that I know what exactly it is that I want to improve in that element or in that area of the business, what I'm going to do is I'm going to hire someone to help me improve it, right? Very much the same way as if like, if I wanted to lose weight, and I was ready to go that into that journey, I'm going to go and start walking or running or going around in my neighborhood and start setting up that routine of suck, right? <laughs> that routine of suck until that routine becomes very much a part of my lifestyle. And then I will bring somebody in to come and help me do different workouts and things of that nature so that I can improve and like dramatically, like so that I can dramatically improve the chances of success for myself. And so that is the same thing that we do in business. It doesn't necessarily mean that you outsource prematurely for, for help because how are they going to help you if you don't even, even know what you need help on? You don't know what part of cold email outreach or knocking on doors or sales you don't like. Is it the fact that you are feeling imposter syndrome? Because if it is, and if you feel like you're not uh, deep down, you feel like maybe your work should be better, then you need to get your stuff together and optimize and like, you know, improve your skills. But you don't know until you until you put yourself out there. And if it is that you are so uncomfortable that you can't with strangers, then you might actually want to have someone in there. Maybe you're like, you know what? Sales is not my thing. I am better at product development and really delivery, right? But you won't know these things until you're out there and you're actually putting in the work. Once you've put the work in and you have enough revenue and enough budget in your business to actually outsource the things that you hate one by one, I don't recommend outsourcing anyways, right? Because again, you don't know what you're doing. You don't know what you're needing. You don't know where you suck. So then how can somebody come in here and tell you and help you and assist you and support you and optimize the things that you need? There's no way that you're going to be able to scale your business that way. This is why it took me 13 months to start actually hiring out for a team for the personal brand side of things, right? I took 13 months. I ran my ads. I did my content. I sent my emails out. I created the co- the content for the curriculum. I did the coaching. I needed to understand what my people were actually needing and what my business was needing as well. And so based on that information, now I know exactly where we're going, not just a year from now, but five years from now, right? 13 months of information was able to actually result in understanding fully the direction that Emily Roman and Co as a company is going to go towards for the next five years like what are we going to do year one year two year three year four year five and so that kind of clarity that level of clarity allows you to really put the right pieces in place for your game right like for the for the war right you know you're not going to and that's one of the worst things that you can do because if you hire prematurely for sales, you don't know if that person knows your product. Do you do you even know your product enough? That's another thing that I've been seeing a lot where like people come in and say, Oh yeah, this is who I am, this is what I wanna do. I wanna I wanna do more strategic stuff. I wanna be more at the helm of the company. Can you actually do it? Are you like 
seriously, like look in the mirror and, and ask yourself, can you actually run a team at that level? Or do you need some more time to actually hone in your skills? right? If it becomes too much of an ordeal, if it's too confusing, if it takes a long time for you to like truly figure it out, the problem is that you are not honed in 100%. Most of the students that are coming in into the program that have success, they come in and say things like, oh my gosh, like for the last five years, Emily, I've been doing all of the things and I realized that I love this very particular thing and like I'm so good at it that I did X, Y, and Z and that level of clarity allows me to really position you where you need to be, right? Versus someone that says like, oh, I'm good at everything. I'm good at everything. I'm good at this. This is this. No, the the worst part is, is when somebody says, this is what I want to do when they don't approach this whole positioning side of things. And like, you know, understanding what your business is. I'm talking about like product. The worst mindset to come into this program with is actually saying, this is what I want versus saying, this is where I can serve the best. Right. And again, that that right there is is like the the self entitlement of saying if of approaching business of like, this is what I want to do. And this I don't want to do this X, Y and Z anymore versus saying, no, what I Emily, what I've noticed that I'm really good at and that, you know, where I have the best impact or where I where I impact businesses the most is in content strategy. Like I I help people do this, this. In fact, one day I, I was able to do this, 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 and that. Having that serving attitude versus enti- self-entitlement is what's going to, it's critical because then you know exactly what kind of product you're able to provide to people. And not just that, but also the, the payoff that people are going to have when they actually invest in you, right? So even, it, it almost feels like, again, just going back to, to do to the initial thought here of the of the episode where you know you start making a lot of money when you kind of shed your ego of what you don't want to do versus what you do want to do because in the middle of that in between the I don't want to do this and I want to do that there is a middle ground and that middle ground is where you actually are are understanding where you are where you serve the me- the best in business, right? Like where where is it that you make the most impact to uh, to your clients, not to yourself, right? And most of the time, where you serve best is where you're passionate the most, right? Like I serve best in strategy, and strategy is what I'm most passionate about, right? And where you're most passionate about is where you actually thrive and you enjoy going to work every day and doing the things that you do. So just be mindful of that because that 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 analogy and 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 this example that I'm giving you guys is literally the 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 key to generating a crap ton of money in corporate in a way that actually suits you and it still aligns to your entrepreneurial freedoms and values that you actually have right like you know you want you appreciate time freedom you want to have your own schedule you don't want to be bossed around like an actual full-time employee right uh, but you in order for you to claim those benefits you like you really have to dive deep into the things uh you know get rid of your ego get rid of the self-entitlement and like really start looking into you know 
again, facing your fears, facing the pain, you know, facing the, the boring stuff, actually doing the work, you know, looking in the mirror to see if like you actually are what you say you are. Because a lot of times that imposter syndrome, it's not a fake thing. <laughs> I don't know why people like people keep saying like, oh, you know, oh, are you struggling with imposter syndrome? This is what you need to do. You need to like, you know, words of affirmation and all this other stuff. No, maybe there is something to be said about that. Look deep inside of yourself. Look at your results. If you were on the other on the other shoe, right? If you were wearing the other shoe or the other, if you were a, a client of yours, are, would you be happy with the results that you provide? Seriously. And if you're not happy with it, if you wouldn't be happy with it, what makes you think that you can go out there and claim that you are X, Y, and Z? Right? Anyways, this is a little bit of tough love. I know this is episode two, but I really want to make sure that these episodes are valuable. And sometimes we're just going to get really real on on you guys. So um, I would love to hear your thoughts on the episodes and what are some of the takeaways that you're getting from this. And you can do this. You can share these takeaways two two ways. One is by simply emailing me, actually three ways. One is by simply emailing me at support at emilyroman.com. I read that inbox all the time, every single day. The second way that you can provide me your insights and like actually, you know, share with them with me and the community is by tagging me on my Instagram at the Emily Roman. And the third one, which is my favorite one, is actually joining the community, uh, the Mavens community and have, you know, kind of just continue the conversation in the community itself. And the way that you join is by going to my Instagram and there is a neat little link in bio that you can just easily click and onboard and the community. There's hundreds of people there now uh, of women who are in marketing and of course myself. Anyways, I'll talk to you later.